world famous Abbey Road Studios. Everyone knows the stories of the bands who've recorded there, but who are the people behind the scenes that make the studio tick? I'm Paul Saxton. Join me on this exclusive series with Virgin Atlantic, where we chat to the heroes who bring a family spirit to number three, Abbey Road. Hi, I'm Ollie Morgan. I'm a mastering engineer here at Abbey Road Studios. Now, Ollie, you've only been here a mere two years. You're still the new boy. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I am. In terms of people's, you know, sort of vast experience in this place, that's, that is sort of true in a way, isn't it? But uh, even so, you'll have seen a lot of changes in that fairly short time that you've been yeah, here. Yeah, I suppose there's a definite theme of innovation around the whole place. Yeah. Yeah, there's always, there's always a new plan. There's always, yeah. something, there's always something new happening. Is there such a thing as an average day for you? I mean, do you know some way in advance what you're going to be working on? Probably a little bit more so than some other people because the, the mastering schedule, I guess, is known a way in advance. Yeah, it varies really. I suppose you have you have your core stuff that you maybe know weeks or days at least for weeks or months in advance. Mm. Um, and then there's always the kind of quick turnaround. Mm. You know, labels ring and they need something done by the end of the day to make... Uh, you know, to make their deadlines. Yeah. Um, so, so there's a lot of that as well. Right. As a, as a day, it's quite um, it's quite consistent because you're sitting in a room with speakers and and tweaking music. Mm. I guess the the joy is the variation of the music that you get. So right. it's every day is the same and entirely, entirely different, different all at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Which is which is part of what I enjoy about. Yeah. And you're mastering for different formats too, aren't you? So that's so that affects how you how you do the job. Yeah. Yeah. You so. Vinyl, obviously, big resurgence, so that's more and more um, necessary to make sure that you've kind of got one eye, one ear on mm. the vinyl mm. to make sure that'll come out all right. But yeah, generally, generally the rule is if it sounds good, it sounds good. And how much of that is informed by how um, people listen to music these days? Because that varies enormously, doesn't it? From super expensive hi-fi to yeah. not very good quality little yeah. headphones. Yeah, yeah. The main part of mastering is to make sure that the song can translate uh, correctly, whatever that means, yeah. um, across multiple formats. Mm-hmm. So so the song can translate as intended, whether you're listening in a million pound hi-fi right. um, or with AirPods or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Maybe. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because you see, um, I've certainly noticed things being remastered for specific formats, like in- including um, iTunes and, and Spotify. I mean, do, do you do yeah. that here? Yeah. So the different streaming services have slightly different criteria for mm. loudness and how things are played back and mm. normalization and things like that okay we've kind of got away from the cd loudness wars mm. now <laughs> which is good so so generally you can you can give a master that's a bit more dynamic sounds a bit better and yeah. it'll work nicely across all the yeah. streaming platforms was was that the thing for quite a long time then that it, things just were yeah. required to be loud <clears throat> yeah for, for a long format. time for a long time things just had to be really loud mm. <laughs> which just kind of was a shame because people mm. would spend all this time and effort and money on making um something sound incredible and then mastering engineers would have to ruin it <laughs> to, yeah. to to kind of compete yeah i keep hearing about um you know because as you say vinyl is so much back in in fashion and demand um about the the backlog in in um, pressing yeah discs. massive massive backlog yeah. um yeah so some factories having to turn away lacquers yeah. um, for processing. I, I suppose because demand is getting back up there, but right. we don't have the presses and the factories no. and the materials, the raw materials as well. What were you doing immediately before you came to Abbey Road? 
so before I was working at a mastering studio uh, in Hammersmith called Fluid Mastering. That's kind of where I trained mm. um, under two great former townhouse engineers. So they they uh, they taught me well. Right. Um, yeah. But I'm sure you knew plenty about Abbey Road when you were yeah. there and yeah, yeah. earlier on, I expect. Yeah. Yeah. It was always it was kind of um, it was the place I had my eye on. <laughs> is it kind of the holy grail? I mean, it is really, isn't yeah, it, for, no, for anyone yeah. doing this sort of work? Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, and was it the way you expected it to be when you got through the door? Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure what I expected. <laughs> you know, there's, it's, it's got a massive, massive history, but also when I walked in and, and seeing stuff happening, mm. um, you know, the, the place busy, it was great. I put it all into context. Mm. It kind of, it's, it, I kind of really understood why it's such a staple of of the industry yeah so when you were at the previous studios that you mentioned you'd you'd have been working with some well-known people i mean we've been asking everyone if when they got to abbey road whether there was or if they can remember their first wow moment you know the first thing that really yeah knocked you out. yeah yeah uh noel fielding walked past me and i couldn't believe how tall he was <laughs> that's probably that's probably the only, that's that's the main my main impression i remember from, from yeah. season, but i'm sure i've seen loads and don't really yeah think about it because it's quite you know it's people 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 are here working you know yeah. they're here to do a job they're here to make music so they're they're, mm. they're they're working here in the same way yeah i mean I, it, it's hard to, to for anyone who has not been here to to get that across how down to earth it is yeah. I mean, it's a working environment but you know you're going to see people in the corridors you're going to see them in the canteen aren't you yeah. as well yeah. yeah exactly yeah i mean if um yeah walk into the canteen for your lunch and and like today is <clears throat> coming back to we're getting back to how it was mm. with just it being full of people, uh, staff and yeah. and musicians making music. I wonder if you've got a favourite record that was made, that you know was made at Abbey Road, you know, maybe from, well, it could have been while you've been here, but uh, perhaps from before that. Or a favourite artist. I mean, there's one or two <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that yeah, kind exactly, of jump out. Yeah. I think those Pink Floyd records would be up there for me. Mm. So... Dark Side of the Moon, yeah, you were here. Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. Mainly because of the pushing the envelope of what you're supposed to do yeah. on a record at that time. Yes. And then being, I think I think I appreciate that more now, having been around the technical team and the engineers, recording engineers, mm. having been around them now, I think I appreciate that more mm. because it's kind of, I, I feel like that having met them, it's like that kind of ethos that was around then is a it's a cultural thing and it's still in it's still there in the set the culture is the same now mm. so they're always like that like when i arrived trying to work you know working out how to use my room and how i wanted to go about doing things in there and trying to push push what i did further mm. i'd asked the technical team how do i do this thing that i'm expecting not to be possible you know yeah but then but they work it out and they find out <clears throat> they find out how to do it yeah. so yeah so they kind of that's what I love about those records, and yeah. now being here and seeing it now, yeah, is a quite humbling, humbling experience. Yes, especially when you think about how, by modern day standards, you know, much more basic the, the, yeah. the, the possibilities were. Yeah, I mean, the, the stuff that they were doing on four tracks, yeah. that people, you know, I, that I would struggle to do now with. 128 channels on Pro Tools, mm. you know. Mm. Yeah, incredible stuff. Um, when Fortrack was this great new, yeah. amazing invention, yeah, yeah, for that certain yeah. point. Yeah yeah, 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 Can you hear the sound of, of an Abbey Road record? Or are there, or at least are there certain things that you've spotted on records that you thought, oh, well, that, yeah, no, I, I, know how that, I know how that was done. I've, I've heard people who are more familiar with 
um, some, you know, to people who are who have got who are very into the Beatles mm. and get all of the bonus stuff mm-hmm. and all of the outtakes. One person in particular that I was working with, he's just he's just a fan. I was working on their album, mm. um, just a big fan of of the Beatles, and mm. and we walked into Studio Two, and he clapped his hands and was like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah." And and it was like that. That sound was so familiar to him, and that was amazing. I mean, that's quite that something in, from just four walls. Isn't yeah, it, exactly, really? exactly. Yeah, so it's the it's the signature of, of four walls. Yeah, um, and yeah, and and he he heard it straight off, and yeah, it was amazing. It's great to see that through. It's it's great. It's great bringing other people into the building because you yeah. see it again in through their eyes. Yeah, that's right. Now you got to tell me about um, stem mastering, which is something that you do. And now this is a phrase that will be unfamiliar to a lot of people. Some yeah. people won't know the word stem itself. So yeah. you just take us through what that. Yeah. Actually okay. Means. So a stem there would be your uh, drum channel and your guitars and your vocals parts. You separate parts of a song out into their kind of component elements. Yeah. So stem mastering is using those component elements to then go a bit deeper with a mastering project. Mm-hmm. So, for example, in a stem in a stereo mastering project, I might have um, a dull uh, drums, so drums that I don't think are bright enough, and a vocal that I think is too bright. Yeah. And is you know there's resonances in there that that I think are distracting from the listening experience. Mm. With the stems, I could brighten those drums without making that vocal even brighter. Yeah. Um, so sometimes in stereo mastering, there's a trade-off that you have to do, and you have to decide whether your improvement is worth whatever it's doing to anything else. Mm. Whereas I find with stem mastering that I can just, a lot of the time, it's the best of both worlds. Yes. So it's it's basically individual track remastering, isn't it? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. So that you're still your your eye is still or your ear is still on the end product mm. on the the final stereo uh, master because that's what everyone's going to be listening to mm-hmm. but it's kind of the way in which you get to that mm. and it, and it's only small changes and often I'll get a project and I'll load it up stem yeah. master project I'll load it up and it all and it all sounds great mm. so I treat it like a, a, a stereo job mm-hmm. anyway but yeah just it just means if there is something in if there is something there that I want to to allow to correct for Mm. Um, or make allowances for, then then I can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so it just seems like it always seems like a good thing. So it's flexible because your flexibility yeah. is yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. And people, I'm right in thinking that people don't actually need to be here. I mean, you're sort of offering an online um, yep. facility now, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. So and that, yeah, that's that's come a long way even during the pandemic because I've I've started doing sessions using Audio Movers, which is an amazing piece of software where you can stream full quality audio wherever it needs to go mm. so using that in com- combination with zoom it's i've managed to do sessions that feel a lot like the people are here because yeah. you're you're talking to them on zoom okay and they're listening to their full quality audio and the good thing about that is they can listen in their preferred environment yeah so, of course. so that they get to listen to what you're doing in their studio so they 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 know what to expect mm. so yeah yeah in 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 lots of ways i've been working a the same, if if very different. Mm, and they still get the prestige of the Abbey Road credit yeah. on the, on yeah, the exactly. <laughs> sleeve, don't they? Yeah. Which counts for a hell of a lot. I mean, around the world, doesn't it? We, this is not to be mm. underestimated. You know, it's yeah. an, an amazing sort of um, stamp of yeah, yeah. quality. Does that make it a little bit more, I don't want to be too nosy, does that make it a little bit more affordable for certain, uh, you know, is, is, is this more of a 
not entry level, but you know what I mean, like a, something that yeah. younger, younger artists and bands might be able to afford. Yeah, the the online mastering starts at ninety pound a track. You get all the same gear, the same engineers in the same rooms as the majors do. Yeah. You know, so that it's not like we have a little cupboard that all the online jobs go to. Yeah, <laughs> all they, the cheap. Yeah, exactly. Jobs. They all get done. They all get done properly with the same care and attention. Um, for 90 quid. <laughs> and, no, I have to say, that's, that's remarkably affordable. That will surprise a lot of people, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, and, yeah, and, and so, sometimes the on, I, I, sometimes I, I love the online jobs because yeah. you're just hearing people make music for themselves. Yeah. <laughs> and it's great. You know, you get some real gems. Yes, there. without any sort of major label expectations yeah, or anything yeah, else. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and <clears throat> early pandemic days, it was like, we suddenly got loads and loads of indie stuff because, right. you know, I guess all these people that were doing their nine to five had to stay at home and, yeah. and write their music. And maybe they also thought, oh, perhaps Happy Road won't be quite yeah. so busy. <laughs> maybe they'll be able to fit me in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it, was, it was really nice to, to hear a bit of a creative resurgence mm. um, of, of kind of, of everyday people. <laughs> yes, that's right. So, so... Can you sum up what Abbey Road has that other studios don't have? It's a difficult thing to put into words, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Yeah, I think, again, going back to the technical team, really, the, the stuff that they... We're very lucky to be able to, to have a team like that still in the studios because a lot of big studios had to get rid of things like that mm -hmm. because, because they were struggling to make money. But that's where the... the Place you know departments like that is and the innovations as well that that's where everything kind of keeps going and why a studio like this can be relevant and can can change the music landscape is if if one of these engineers thinks of something and builds something then that's that's a new bit of gear that we've yeah. got yeah so I think we're very lucky to have a have a department like that. So everyone is adding to the sum of no knowledge of, yeah. the whole, of the whole place, aren't they, really? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. At a time when, you know, there'd be plenty of people saying, well, why do we need to go into a studio at all? You know, you can do all mm. the stuff from home. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you... It's... Uh, yeah, the, and the the breadth of knowledge and experience here is is amazing. Mm. And it's, it's a bit of a cliche thing. And, you know, like, how, how true can it really be? But mm. having... You know, as someone who I, you know, I'd, I'd I'd been mastering for a while before I got here, and and getting here and seeing all the knowledge that all these people have, mm. and are, and are happy to share as well. Yeah, have you got a favourite record that you've uh, you've worked on here? I'm a big fan of Oliver, Oliver Arnold's. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I've been a massive fan of for ages and ages and ages. Mm. And then his Sunrise Sessions showed up on my desk, and I was just like, what? Mm. <laughs> wow. So yeah, mastering yeah. that was amazing because it's it's something that I've music by someone that I've loved for a, for a long time. Okay, Ollie, great to see you. Thank you so much. Thanks very much. Abbey Road Studios enjoying ninety years in operation. If you enjoyed this, then why not check out our other episodes on Virgin Atlantic Vera. <laughs>